Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. All right, welcome in. Next round on a Tuesday. He is Lance Taylor. I'm Ryan Brown. Jim Dunaway, bit under the weather. Hopefully, he'll be back with us soon. Instead, his mannequin from nextround.store occupies his seat. Nextround.store to get all the gear. It's a good looking mannequin right there. I like that shirt, by the way. That's uh, one of those like uh, Nike dry fit. You like yeah, the hat? Yeah, more? yeah. Somebody texted me and they had gotten that dry fit and they said they absolutely love. I don't do. I don't like doing logo on logo though. Well, yes, you try to avoid that, obviously, yeah. and I think I probably would out in the wild as well. But we, uh, you know, that's no, no, I get it. Yeah, that is a. If you're a Georgia fan, that's a sharp hat right there. That looked great in Sanford State. I look great I, anywhere, but I, certainly I, I in Sanford State. I would agree. I do like that patch, and I like the white behind the patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking at. I agree with you 100%. So nextround.store is where you get any of those things. We appreciate you joining us today. As I said, hopefully Jim will be back with us soon. we got a lot to get to today. Auburn uh, Associate Head Coach Stephen Pearl makes his weekly visit with us after a tough Saturday for the Tigers, but not a demoralizing Saturday, no. according to Bruce Pearl. When the last time you've been demoralized? That's a good question. Um, demoralize Lance um, you know I mean I probably over silly stuff like I don't know that I've ever been demoralized over serious stuff you know what I'm saying last time you hit your steering wheel you know I haven't done that in a while I, you know I've just not been in a serious situation you know what I did uh, we were coming back from Mobile so my wife my daughter is in school in South Alabama one of right? the worst drives in the it's world terrible, by the terrible. way terrible yeah. So there are two places where we always stop. One is either the Love's Truck Stop in Pitlala. I don't know if you know where that is, but just south of Montgomery. Or we stop at Priester's Pecans right there. Um, it's about 20 minutes past that truck stop. Yeah, overrated to me. Well, it's just got good bathrooms and a cold drink. That's all I get there. I'm not getting pecans yeah, I, or anything. I started a new show called The Tourist. Have you guys heard about this? The Tourist? Yeah. No. Uh, I've seen, I think I've seen a trailer for it. Yeah, so it's the dude that was in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. He actually, I never saw Fifty Shades of Grey, but I saw a show he did, a British show on BBC called The Fall with Gillian Anderson. So the Jamie Dornan. Anyway, the, the premise is uh, he gets in this wreck, wakes up in a hospital, and has no idea who he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it kind of plays out. He's on the run from uh, his past, which... Right. Yeah. I don't who's know, not, you know what who's that not on TV. all entails, yeah. but the very like one of the opening scenes is he's in this ratty ass bathroom in the Outback. Okay, and not an Outback Steakhouse, no, but, in the but I was telling Maddie, I was like, I've been in bathrooms that looked that bad on the way to the beach. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, back to your out. point. Well, Loves has good soft drinks. I get a cold Diet Coke on tap, and they got good bathrooms. And it's you about ever showered at a Loves. I have not showered at a Loves. You think our man Brett has? Uh, probably. Uh, and you know, it's not quite halfway. Priesters is pretty much the halfway point. So that's you know, and it's got good bathrooms and a cold Diet Coke. That's all I really need. So that's why we stop at one of those two places. But we stopped at the Loves coming home. So when I'm pulling out, ways tells me do not get on the interstate. Go across the interstate and turn up on 31. And I'm like. Pfft. 
What? I think Louise is confused, Jennifer. I'm just going to go ahead and get on the interstate. I was about to ask if you always listen to Waze. I, I always listen to Waze, but in this one case, like sometimes when you first... You cannot trust 65 coming back. Sometimes when you first start a route, Waze, it takes a second to get it dialed in and it sends you the wrong way. Waze told me to go across the bridge and turn right on, turn north on 31. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm getting on 65. What are, you know, why would I go up 31? Well, you know what was about half a mile up the road? A wreck. Yep. Interstate shut down. And you sat there. Yeah, you know, we kept, it was the slow roll, but it probably had, I mean, probably only added 10 minutes. But honestly, do you ever go super frustrated right there in the emergency lane and just let it go? Well, some people in front of me did. Um, They cut across, but I thought I could see on Waze the end of the traffic. That's the great thing about Waze. You can see when the red line ends. And I'm like, I just don't think it's worth going through the median all the way back to the exit up 31. I I don't think I'm saving that much time. So, uh, so yeah, I did not do that. Uh, did I hit the steering wheel there? I was okay on that one. As Scott says, it was probably Madden of last year. It was the last time I was I was not demoralized. I was pissed. It went flying. It did go I flying. did not hit it. You guys are overreacting. No, I don't think I ever said that, Rox. I think you yeah, have. Yeah, I think you. you, did. you yes, I, you did. I, could, I did not say I did. One hundred percent. You said you guys. You guys have blown that up. I did not throw. Well, we I, didn't, I, I didn't got throw it. Video yeah. evidence. No, I, I mean, didn't throw it. I hit it. I don't think I. I said. don't think you can deny what we've got. No, captured no, I, on I video. don't think I deny it. I think I've owned it. Well, I'll tell you, I used to hit steering wheel a lot. Uh, my kids had fun with the. Was it the first or second episode of this curb this year where Larry has it out with? Uh, it's not whoever the uh, the voiceover in the car is. Where she's giving directions. Have you seen it yet, Rocky? I still have. I'm, okay. I'm three behind. Well, he, you know, because it they can't translate what you're saying, and it's always wrong, and it's kind of the automation that I deal with. So uh-huh. I hate automation, and so he has a complete meltdown. So I've uh, I've had those meltdowns a bunch. I now remember my last meltdown. I melted down on a Directv person that kept calling me after I had closed my account. Yeah, yep, 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 I would have yep. had a meltdown based on Brown uh, pulling wires out of my system yesterday. And when I went to uh, to actually, you, you remember, Rocky, Brown said that he would be able to fix my system. Said I would try. I was going to take his bracket challenge on if That's he was right. able to do it. I knew he wasn't going to be able to do this. He comes over. There is one way through my old Apple TV or Blu-ray that I can control my surround sound. And it's only through Apple TV or Netflix. The other apps don't work. And that's what I was trying to figure out. Guess what doesn't work now? Any of them. Because Brown came I over. Go. <laughs> no, I, I did. I mean, it's a mess in his rack room. You've seen that rack room, Rockstar. It is a lot of heat coming it, off. It is a mess. And apparently, in the course of trying to fit in a tiny space, I accidentally unplugged the HDMI from his Apple TV. And uh, that's all right. We're going to fix it. I got no idea where that thing goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. I'm yeah. going to fix but, that. Uh, you know, in the in the past, there would have been like. I don't think you're acting here when that goes against the wall. No, no, I'm not acting. I slammed it against the wall. I slammed it against the wall. I do not deny it. Was that. that a pick or a touchdown? No, it was. So what happened? We're at the end of the game, and I the only game I won all season. Yeah, the only I game was say, won Rocky season. walks it off. I'm driving for the win, and I need to call a timeout. And I'm like, how do I call a timeout? And nobody in the room would tell me how to call timeout. So the clock is just burning down. I'm like, I need a timeout. Yeah. And nobody would tell me how to call timeout. So I end up having to run a play as the clock expired. Yeah, I, I did notice that there was no help. None whatsoever. Yeah. Did Andy Reid ask for help from uh, the other team? <laughs> hey, what the hell? He what knows how to call a timeout. All he's got to do is do this. Well, if he doesn't know, like, uh, timeout. Oh, whatever, Rockstar. Timeout. Hey, Caleb is new to the chat room. First time watching on YouTube. Always wonder where this chat room they spoke of was. It's right here, Caleb. Thank you for joining us. You did uh, join the chat room on any of the video platforms. We get them all right here. Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, 
or uh, YouTube. While you're there on YouTube, Caleb, and anyone else watching, please give us a thumbs up. Make sure you've subscribed at Next Round Live and set your alerts so you know when we're live. So I mentioned Stephen Pearl coming up, Clay Travis coming up. Nick Saban spoke last night here in town. Well, we had yeah. a lot of people in town yesterday. Well, Little T was there. Did she we was? have anybody else that was there? Uh, I think Little T was it. Should I think we bring Little T in? Well, we can. If Little T wants to come in and recap the night. Well, she's either in the womb chair or she's in the bathroom. One, One of the, the two. two. So as soon as she walks in, we'll put her on mic and she she can recap the night with Nick Saban. So Nick Saban was in town. I had a great question the, for her the, to the, ask Saban if he was doing any Q&A. And she said that her, I think the quote was her dad would slit her throat and dishonor. her. Wow. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to do. So she didn't ask the question. Yeah, I don't think so. She didn't know. Uh, Beamer was in town. The Beamer family was in town. Uh, Bruce Pearl was in town yesterday. Nick Saban was in town. Oh, Taylor's getting a water. Be careful with that. Yeah, uh, ration those. Yeah, ration those. Make it last, little T. Yeah, Make it last. Down to two. Uh, so little T's going to plop down in Dunaway's chair here, and she's going to tell us about the night. Or you can just stand there, either one. You don't have to move the mannequin. It's up to you. Entirely up to you. Uh, so last night you were at, uh, it was the Nick Saban Awards banquet, right? And they were honoring They were honoring the Beamer family, or just Frank, or who? Uh, Frank, but Shane was there. Shane, I saw Shane was there, yeah. Did Shane speak? Uh, yeah, he came when they brought Frank up on the stage. He came with them and talked. So, yeah, he spoke. Yeah. So, um, I know you hate dressing up. This is your attire of choice, right? <laughs> yes. Did you have to dress up last night? I did. And you had to put makeup on and everything? I did. Yeah. I wanted to represent my father well. Okay, good not, not, not the next round, but yeah. Well, I was there with my dad for work. Yeah. Good, but good event, though. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. There was, I have to say this real quick, there was, it was very nice. Yeah. They had, like, you know, they had, like, good food before. Everyone there was dressed very nice. I, me included, surprisingly. And I go, um, I go to the bathroom prior, and I think I te- may have texted no, you, you this. Texted me and this. I walked out, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm having secondhand embarrassment. There were some people there that I believe were fans and fans of the next round fans of Alabama and I think that the, okay. I mean there were obviously others there that were fans but right. you couldn't tell right so there are two two people that were at this event that were wearing Alabama football jerseys and some very ripped up jeans and yep. I just walked in and I was like ouch guys yes. you I think you might need to go home and change <laughs> everyone here is in a suit and tie and I don't know. I felt bad. Ouch. Yeah. Have you been to that wedding before and most people are dressed up and you have the one guy wearing like coveralls? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just I you get like you feel for them. What's I even for them. what's even funnier though is when you see people in a photo and you know it's the only time they've ever had a suit on. You can just see in a still photo how uncomfortable they are yeah. wearing a suit. <laughs> they've got a tag on their suit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so 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 how did the setup go? It was all about Beamer last night, right? And Bobby Bowden. Okay. So they, um. Lauren Sisler and Rick Neuheisel were hosting it. So they came out and kind of just said a word. And then they brought Saban out and kind of, they did kind of a Q&A. No, they played the video. You know that video I think that Alabama released? Yes, yes, that when he retired, was, right? Yes. They played that, and then they showed 4th and 31, and I was like, oh. oh so you got to see Gravedigger again. <laughs> oh, yes. Was it Vern's call? Was it the, or not, yeah, was it, not Vern, uh, Brad Nessler, was it the CBS video? Or it was the, the voiceover, was voiceover. playing over oh, okay. Did you get chills again? Yeah. Does no. it hit any differently yeah. no, months I later? No, I wanted to revolt in that's, there. That's Texas wide receiver Isaiah Bond on the game when he catch their little team. Yeah, not you know, it's interesting. You've got Don Korn, a great Michigan fan. That's right. And you got Little T, who's an Auburn fan, yes. and you guys are going to this event it's basically honoring Florida State, Virginia Tech, and, and Alabama. Around yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Well, my dad's in the quarterback club, so that's how. Okay. That's why gotcha. we were there. But um, 
So Nick Saban spoke for a while. They did a Q&A with him and just asking, you know, what's different now than it was when you were coaching. And well, that's he said, only been two months ago. Yeah. And he was like, well, for the Back six... Back in the old days. <laughs> he said, well, for the six years or, how, or the six weeks or however long it's been that I have been retired. I was like, so someone's not counting. Yeah. Um, he said, the one thing that I've noticed is that for 50 years of my life, I was always in a rush. I got up and I had to be here. I had to be here. I had to rush go there. I had to rush go there. I had to get in the car, whatever. And he said, I can actually take my time now. Like I can wake up yeah, and I, do what I need to do. Can you guys imagine a world where you don't have to rush? Yeah, I, I mean, but I don't know how he's going to deal with that because to Taylor's point, for 50 years, that's all he's ever known. And I, there's very few things that I, I don't get a whole lot of anxiety, but I get anxiety like if I've got an event later in the day and I know about you know, So like I've got something at six o'clock. Yeah. And then at four o'clock, I'm like, well, I can't really go anywhere because I got to leave the house at five thirty or whatever. Yeah. But then, well, now I'm stuck at the house for an hour and a half. So what am I going to do? The the worst anxiety I get is being late. Oh, I hate being late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one reason I've got that anxiety because I want to leave early. Um. So what else? By the way, say? only person in my house that gets anxiety about being late is me. Oh yeah. Well, you live with a bunch of women. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Um. And then they brought Bobby Bowden's son up and then that'd be former, terry right yes okay and then former <laughs> they have to player. lower the, they have to lower the microphone he was he was he had an undefeated season with your auburn tigers that's right, right yeah away. they okay so they talked about who was the we just talked about this they brought his former former player up chris winky yes and then i think a former dc winner. got a great uh, winky story can't tell on the air though okay <laughs> and then I, I think it was defensive coordinator so they kind of all told stories um about him it was all Q&A. Good stories? They were awesome. I was telling Brown earlier, I got kind of choked up a few times. They were just, I really? mean, it was just, because well, it was crazy how they were all connected. Yeah. And so, like, they had all crossed paths. Not necessarily, like, as opposing coaches, but in their careers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the coaching fraternity. One of yeah. the reasons you've got so many retreads. <clears throat> Did you ask it, my question or no? No. I, was this a saving question? Yeah. It well, wasn't, no. They were not letting audience ask questions. What was we the were, question? Uh, can you share it here on the show? I, mean, I guess it, I can, right? You need to clean it up. I, I honestly mean, don't even remember what it is. So Nick Saban spoke at the end. We've sent out mm-hmm. video from that. Uh, and it seemed like a very good speech. It I was. Mean, it I was mean, he's an excellent speaker. It was motivational. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's for an excellent. Yeah. And he was very, I would say, kind of outspoken about the state of college football, which was, I mean, not necessarily surprising because I yeah. think a lot of people feel the way that he did. But now that he's not a coach anymore, he probably feels a little yeah. better about speaking his mind but he basically said you know because he was asked about his role in college game day and he said i want to you know use my voice use my platform to do everything that i can to get this sport back to what it once was because he said i mean word for word he said nowadays you can buy a national championship well he couldn't for three years and (laughs) is that true I mean, when you started buying national championships, he was unable to buy one. That is true. And taking it back to the world of college football he knew was when he was dominating college football and when the landscape changed. I mean, look, they were right there with Michigan this year, obviously going to overtime, but he hasn't won one since you can buy it buy a championship yeah well i guess other people were paying more to buy it i asked little t about that and just real quick you said uh i'm not gonna ask that question because my dad would quote slit my throat and probably put me up yeah he would be so embarrassed don would not slit your throat he would not but like he would be i would never go to an event with him ever again or yeah it wouldn't be good 
Um, you know, I, Nick Saban does not need the money. He's got uh, two high end or two several high end automotive dealerships. Uh, he made good money in Alabama. He's in some business ventures, real estate and uh, stuff like that. He does not need the money. Printing money right now, but he could make money. And you saw this last night doing corporate speaking. Oh, he was incredible. Yeah, and no, so no, no. He's Terry. very good. Yeah. Oh, Ms. she Terry. spoke too. Yeah. So they brought her and. Um, I think it would be more impactful if you had the two of them to work yeah, together. Yeah, I think they could make really good money doing that if they wanted to devote the time to it. Now they yeah. don't necessarily have to do that. And she, she, she was incredible. So they yeah. talked a little bit about Nick's kids, and she also talked about what it's like having him around more. <laughs> yeah, um, she's seen him more the last two weeks. Yeah, probably the last 50 the last years. fifty years combined. Um, but she just said she said that she misses it too. She was like, I loved the players, which I think we saw with Terry on. Yeah, and um, so she was like, I miss it. She was like, I love football. I love it. But she said, I mean, I enjoy watching on TV. But I mean, the, something that all of everyone that's out of the the coaching profession now said is they just miss the relationships with the players. They're like, that's just something that you can't, you know, I can't imagine loving something so much and how bad it would hurt giving it up that day. You give it up. Yeah. It's got to suck. Something you've invested that much of your life into. Because what is the percentage of the workforce that actually is like, wow, I cannot believe I can't go to work tomorrow. Less than 1%. Like, I think you're in that category. I, yeah. Like, I, I, I think if, if we shut this down tomorrow, like, you would be heartbroken. Yes, I would be devastated. Yeah. Like, I don't like missing work. Even if, no, I'm just saying, even if we all got big checks to yeah. shut this down. Yeah. No, like, I me and Brown, I think we would. Rocky, I know, would be completely yeah, fine. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I think Forrester would. Um, what are the percentage of the people up here? Dunaway would be a wreck. Uh, Little T would be a wreck. But I think yeah. that might be it. I think everybody else would be kind of content. <laughs> Is that fair? I, I, I think so, be, yeah. Y'all wouldn't miss each other? Like, I would well, miss everyone. Well, we could just get together for lunch. Yeah, we hang out on a yacht now if we got that kind yeah. of money. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't complain about that. I mean, that's but, the thing about yeah. Nick Saban can do anything he wants. And to me, he's got the, the best of both worlds now because he gets to stay involved at the high, not the highest level, but the most exposure working ESPN game day and yeah. getting good money and getting to go to different campuses, still be around players, be around coaches. Yeah. To me, that's, it's, it's, it's like the ultimate win. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was awesome. I, I walked away inspired. Okay. Not I'm glad play. you got to do it yeah, last night. It was great. Yeah. We got some sound from Nick Samen coming up. we got excellent job. Little. See, thank you for the report. Hey, yeah. fix Dunaway back, please. If you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> University of Montevallo. Speaking of Dunaway, you see, uh, if you're watching us, the chair that holds Dunaway, he went to the University of Montevallo, Montevallo.edu, Montevallo.edu. Great education and a great value. If that college junior or senior is looking for a place to go, consider the University of Montevallo. Get a virtual tour online or go schedule an in-person tour, Montevallo.edu, Montevallo.edu. Um, you watch, I know for a fact, any game you give out as a lock, you try your best to watch some or all of it, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Your free lock last night was Virginia, Virginia Tech. I don't know how you watched that. Uh, no, my free lock was Texas. Your free lock was Texas. <laughs> you also had Virginia Tech. I don't know how you watched that. Yeah, that was uh, what we call a tough game. I mean, uh, it was good game. for us. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, it was over at the half. Because we had Virginia Tech. You know, I heard somebody talking about this. I can't imagine being a Virginia basketball fan. Because the good is you won a national championship five years ago. That's right. And I think uh, Tony Bennett's a hell of a coach. But the style you've got to watch. And look, when you win a championship, it's one thing. But when you win 21 games and you're an eight seed and you're out in the round of 32, just having to watch that night in, night out. I mean, aesthetically, it is some of the worst basketball 
Um, yeah, like even when you're winning, it's boring wins. Oh, I mean, they won because this past weekend on Saturday, I had Wake against Virginia. So I've gone back-to-back games against the Cavs. But I had Wake plus three and a half. They lost 49 to 47. <laughs> so how can you get excited about sitting in Charlottesville Going to lunch with the family, then going to a game, winning 49-47, and then talking about that game afterwards. It's like if you were a fan of a team that still ran the triple option. You might win the games, but man, that would be boring to go watch the triple option all day long. I can't can't even imagine it. I really can't. But last night, they got completely smoked. Uh, Big win for Virginia Tech. And I don't don't know where you are, um, you know, just on the Virginia program overall. Um, like obviously it's a really good program but again it's almost impossible to watch yeah it's just kind of to me it's there it's just there like i don't i don't get excited about virginia basketball if i see virginia basketball on tv i do not stop and watch it there's nothing in me that says stop and watch this game. in their losses they scored 41 to wisconsin 54 to memphis Ooh, 60 to uh nc state 54 to notre dame 47 to Wake Forest in a loss, 63 to Pitt, and then 41 last night. I mean, this offense just yep. doesn't show up. Yeah, it is It is not fun to watch. And as a Virginia fan, I just, uh, it's just kind of, ugh. So I guess Al- you embrace it if you're a Virginia fan. I don't know. Alabama has cracked 100 they, or more eight times. They score basically double what Virginia does. You know how many times Virginia scored over 80 points this year? How many? Uh, is it one? <laughs> I would guess one or two. It's one. One. Yeah. They yeah. scored over 80 points one time this year. Yeah. Not 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 fun. Not fun to watch at all. It yeah. is it is terrible basketball. And I only watched it because it was on ESPN. And what? it's the first thing that popped up when it came on. Gave up gave out three home favorites last night. Virginia yeah. Tech. We had Houston against Iowa State. Um, you know, huge matchup at the Big 12. And then we had Texas against Kansas State. That was an important matchup because the loser of that game, ultimately Kansas State, now drops to 11th in that league. And they would have to play on that first day of the Big 12 tournament. But both, so easily we get Virginia Tech home. Both Houston and Texas never trail in the game. Both are up double digits late, and they end up winning the game right around the number, but don't cover. You are going to have a chance, by the way, at Lance'sLock.com to win $1,000, and we're going to do it every single day. $1,000 every single day. We'll tell you about that uh, coming up in just a bit, how you win that at Lance'sLock.com. $100 cash. $100, what did I say, 1000 no, no, thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Okay, you said a hundred. Out, out of Dunaway's pocket. Yeah, Jim is going to pay it. Not he does not know that, but he was out today, so we couldn't approve it. Uh, he is going to pay it a thousand dollars. Hey, Greg from Pell City. If you've had issues with that roof, and maybe you've had some storm damage, or if you just need a new roof, it doesn't have to be storm damage. Greg from Pell City will climb up on that roof, and he'll give you an honest evaluation and estimate of what it will cost. You can reach him. This is Greg's cell phone that I am about to give you. 205-542-3531. That is 205-542-3531. Get Greg to climb up on that roof and tell you uh, what you need to do. He'll work with the insurance companies. He'll work with you. He'll make sure you are properly taken care of. You don't want to get ripped off. You don't want a bad roof. Greg takes care of you. Greg from Pell City, 205-542-3531 on Facebook. Greg from Pell City. So we'll tell you coming up later on how you are going to win $1,000 every day potentially at lanceslight.com. Anybody can participate in that. And coming up next, we'll talk with Auburn Associate Head Coach Stephen Pearl on the next round. Call the next round now at 205-734-0923. 
There are so many things I love about walk-ons. Authentic, mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine prepared fresh daily from scratch. A great beer selection and TVs everywhere to watch the big game every day of the week. And of course, they've got two great locations on Highway 280 and 119 and at Hoover near the Hoover Met. Walk-ons is also a great place for happy hour. Two to six Monday through Friday with $5 moonshine swirls, $5 house pours, and half-price appetizers. And it's an easy take-home experience for the family as well. Highway 280 and Hoover with walk-ons. Remember the name Way to Wellness if you're battling weight loss in your life. I'm Jim Dunaway from the next round. There was a time I was over 216 pounds until Way to Wellness helped me lose 45 pounds. And now for over two years, they've helped me keep that weight off. Here's their website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. That's a great name for a website because there's no cookie-cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. No contract, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free at Way to Wellness. Ready to swap from your current auto or RV loan provider and drop your interest rate? Now is your chance. With Legacy Credit Union's annual swap and drop promotion, you can swap your current loan and save with Legacy in minutes. Whether you're a member or a potential member, Legacy Credit Union is here to help you drive into savings. Go online to swapanddrop.com or visit one of their nine locations to take advantage of this incredible offer. Limited time offer terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Hey, there's nothing worse than waking up to a plumbing problem. Don't get caught in a flooded house. Call the guys at Hemphill Services. Adam, Chad, and the team at Hemphill are the only ones I trust to fix it and fix it right the first time. Hemphill Services does it right and always at a fair price. For all of your plumbing, cooling, and heating needs, trust the name that Birmingham has trusted since 1954. That is Hemphill Services. Call now, 205-229-2090. That's 205-229-2090. Follow Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. The social media team at Next Round Live is dedicated to giving you daily news conferences and practice video from UAB, Alabama, Auburn, and around college football. Follow and compare to the sites you used to visit. You'll also get the latest highlights and news from the Next Round Daily Show. Turn on the notifications so you don't miss a thing. Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. See more at nextroundlive.com. Did you know that colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in America and that it affects men and women equally? If you're older than 45, Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, treatable, and beatable, but early detection is the key. For more information, please visit us. Go to rumpshakerinc.org. Also, 6th Annual Rump Shaker 5K coming up Saturday, March 23rd at Regents Field. You can register online, rumpshakerinc.org. Hemp Hill Services brings you the lock every day. First of all, I'll tell them about Hemp Hill Services. We'll tell you how you can win $1,000 at Lance'sLock.com. Yeah, make that call to Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys today. 205-229-2090. Hard to stop a train since 1954. Trust the name. Birmingham is trusted for all of their plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. That is Hemp Hill Services. 205-229-2090. Tell them the next round sent you for more information at HemphillServices.com. All right, Lance's Lock on TikTok. Lance's Lock on TikTok. Video goes out uh, pretty much every day about the locks, and every morning we're going to drop a video with a game in that video just a game that is being played that night and you pick the score to the game all right 
We will select five people from those comments at random, and if you get the score right, you win $1,000. It's that simple. I mean, there is no risk involved. All you got to do is go throw a score in there. We're going to pick five people from random. At random, we'll name them before the game tips. You're going to know who they are before the game tips right there on TikTok. And if you hit the right score, you get $1,000. I mean, it's pretty darn simple. Yeah, nothing to lose at all. There's nothing like wagering with somebody else's money. And that's what this is. It's basically a free wager. Yeah, We're going to randomly draw five. If you're in the five, as Brown said, you just guess the final score. Uh, The game tonight, we've already thrown it out there, right? That is right. UConn Creighton already got some predictions in there. You can predict all the way up. We're not going to do this until the end of the show. So you got plenty of time if you want to go to TikTok. Uh, Should be a hell of a game. That is, I mean, look, there's a lot of really good games tonight. But that is your, your top to me, top 25 matchup. Yeah, UConn and Creighton, number one versus number 15, 730 FS1, if you're looking for that game, by the way. UConn, Lance, to show you how respected they are, you'd say Creighton's a pretty good team, right? Yeah, Creighton is a good team. I mean, this team to knock Bama off back in December. Yeah, UConn's a three-point favorite on the road at Creighton. Yeah, well, you look at what UConn did to Marquette, winning by close to 30 points this in a top five matchup this past Saturday. UConn, I, I saw a story today. Would you take UConn or the field? To me, it's oh, not even the close. Field and a heartbeat. It, it is so. I mean, we just saw from the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've said this. I do think the NFL is probably the most difficult to win a championship, but right there with it is college basketball, and especially with the parity we've got right now. But to think UConn, as good as they are, is going to win back-to-back championships. Yeah, how often does can, that happen? Uh, I'm trying to remember the last back-to-back champion we had. Exactly. That's how often it happens. Who is the last back-to-back champion we had in college basketball? Villanova? I don't think so. I think Villanova won back-to-back, didn't they? Uh, I mean, again, there's my point. Or did they win two or three? There's my point. I mean, this never happens. So anybody in their right mind would take the field in this, right? Uh, I would hope you would, unless you're a UConn fan. Look, if... If you said you've got five teams against the field, I probably would start with UConn. Yeah, I mean, if I could pick five, UConn's certainly going to be in that five. Yeah, I mean, it would be probably the first that I would lay down, but uh, I don't feel great about UConn versus the other 67. No, I would not either. Uh, Coming up in just a moment, Florida. Uh, thank you to my friend Josh, who tells me Florida was the last to go back. Oh my back. gosh, so that was two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess Villanova was two and three years. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't think they went back to back. Yeah, Florida. A lot of people in the chat room as well saying Florida. Can you imagine? That's how long it's been. Billy Donovan has already been a coach of what two NBA franchises. Horford, Noah, um, help me out with the rest of the team. Who was the really good three that I thought was going to be the superstar? Um, Teddy Dupay. Teddy Dupay. Uh, was Dupay was. He's the guy that lost to Michigan State. Yeah. Nelson what was the Nelson kid's name. Um, God, I cannot believe I can't remember. Anyway, I was my point. Corey was Brewer. Gonna, yeah, Corey Brewer. Yeah. That was the guy that I thought was going to be a complete stud. So, can you imagine that 2006 team? And and they all came back intact in 2007. Obviously, for the back to backs. What kind of NIL money would that team have made coming back in 2007? Oh, my gosh. If they lived in this day and played in this day and age? Yeah, because I don't know if Billy Donovan could have kept them together. Because no. the problem is, you know, again, in college basketball, if you have a great one and a really good two, you've got a chance to win a championship. So people would have been cherry-picking that roster apart yeah. for millions of dollars. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Torian Green, Jay says. Brett Nelson from Leaf Blower. Lee Humphreys from Landmine Believer. David Lee. Everybody's, uh, David Lee was after David, that, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, David he might Lee have was, been on that team, but I don't think he was a huge contributor. David Lee was before that. Was he before that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure David Lee was before that. Well, how quickly we forget. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are tremendous teams. So, if, if I mean, the last back-to-back has been a long time, so that's a long way of saying 
I don't think UConn goes back to back, but that's a really good team to be favored three on the road at a place like Creighton. Like I've, I've actually been to a game at Creighton when I got sent out to Nebraska to Monowai to pay off my bracket bet. Was uh, that the highlight of the trip going to a game? Absolutely, the highlight of the trip. But if I mean but, meeting Miss Elsie was, she was a very very nice lady. Yeah, I don't know if I had this conversation right here. I actually had it on Bayman Bourbon yesterday. We were talking about the arena. And what's going to happen in Tuscaloosa with Aaron Suttles? And I said, there's probably 40 or 50 better arenas in college basketball. I know what they've got in Omaha. Yeah. Like, if you could just take what they have in Omaha and put it in Tuscaloosa, would it work? Well, it's actually, here's what I don't like about it. It is one of those multi-purpose city arenas. So it's built to hold a hockey game, too. And you just, you, it's hard to create. But we've talked really about that. a really good home court environment when you're building it for a hockey game. Okay, but yeah, no, no, I get that. I mean, that's what we got in Hunts for. Remember how cold it was? Well, when that, we... but it's the end zones are so far away for hockey when you put a basketball court in there. And there's only so much you can do to try to get the end zones close, the baselines close to the field, close to the court, I should say, and, and cover all that hockey space. It's just, it's not ideal. That's the thing I liked, and I think Alabama fans and, and any other fans that have been there would say was so cool about the Yum Center up in Louisville. It is widely regarded as the best basketball-only facility in the country because it is not built to host a hockey game. It is built only to host concerts and basketball. That is it. I assume concerts. I guess they do concerts there. But, I mean, that place is massive. It's like 22,000, I think it is. Yeah, to me, way too big. Um, But, I mean, they can... When they're good, they can fill it. Uh, When Kenny Payne's the coach, they can't fill it. But when they're good, they can fill it. But, Lance, it is built where it's just... The the seats go right up to the basketball court. You're not building it to have any space. Now, I know what you were about to say. If the city of Tuscaloosa is building something, or if a private firm is building something in Tuscaloosa... I don't think they would build it to host hockey. I don't think you would no. think, oh, let's make sure we got hockey space in there. You're never going to have a hockey game in Tuscaloosa. I mean, that's what I would build for is basketball, uh, that's the right. primary, and, concerts. and then concerts. Yeah, basketball and concerts. Yeah. I mean, I, I build it so it's the best looking basketball arena there is and with concerts in mind. How big was the joint in Creighton? <clears throat> I want to say like 15, 16,000. But the night I went, they were playing Providence. Uh, so Scott, actually, look at Scott, how quick he is. He's showing you a photo of it. It's a great-looking arena. But all right, see what I'm talking about, though? See how much space yeah. you've got to yeah. fill. So what they do, it looks like, is they push the court up against one uh, section of stands, but then they try to fill with the other section, and it creates just some bad seating angles. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, but it was a heck of an atmosphere. I mean, that the place was and packed. And it's not symmetrical. I, I mean, it's uh-uh. it's completely it, it, off. That's going to bother you a little it, bit. It's not it. as bad as when the only Final Four I ever went to was, believe it or not, Florida when right. they won the championship. Uh, when they played Ohio State, so that was in Atlanta, and that was in the old Georgia Dome. And the setup for basketball there was awful. Hey, uh, Rockstar, real quick, Stephen Pearl says he did not receive the link. If you want to try to send him a uh, new link there. Um, I'll tell him it's on the way. Sorry to do that live, but uh, he is waiting, and I told him it's on the way. All right, so uh, we'll have Stephen Pearl in just one second. No, but that's the thing. They were playing Providence, Lance. The place was packed for a Providence game. Good atmosphere, and I was saying all that to say UConn at Creighton. It's a tough place to play and be a three-point favorite. As we go to Stephen Pearl, another great event coming up. Uh, is the Rump Shaker 5K. It's a great event and a great fundraiser. Yeah, look, uh, very important that you hear this. Uh, Did you know that colon cancer, the second 
leading cause of cancer deaths in America. It affects men and women equally. If you're 45 or older, Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, it's treatable, it's beatable, but early detection is the key. For more information, visit them. RumpShakerInc.org. Remember, the big event is coming up March 23rd, Saturday, March 23rd, the 16th annual Rump Shaker 5K. It's going to be at Regents Field. For more information to get registered, go to RumpShakerInc.org. All right, time to talk some basketball. Stephen Pearl going to join us in just one second. The Auburn Associate Head Coach with us now on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. Apologies for the delay there, Coach. Hope you're doing well today. All good, fellas. How you guys doing? Doing awesome. Thanks a lot. Um, I know it was a disappointing loss. Your uh, BP did not like it being characterized as a demoralizing loss. Uh, so can you also comment on that? You know, the, the it was just – you caught Kentucky on a really, really good night. Yeah, I mean, that – if they played like that every night, you know, with that effort and that energy, you know, that they'd be a lot better than 18 and seven right now. Um, you know, obviously, uh, just looking at their film from this year, like, you know, they haven't played that inspired all year and credit to them for really turning it on these last two games. You know, we, we caught them at a bad time. Um, you know, they, uh, they guarded at a different level than they had been all season. If they continue to do that, they're going to continue to win games because if you just look at that roster, you know, they have, six or seven guys that are NBA players in that roster, and we may have one. So, um, you know, hats off to them. They came in and played really hard. You know, it's just a matter of if they can consistently do that game in and game out. You know, obviously there was, their, their results will year, yield much more positive than what they've been. So, uh, but with all that being said, you know, we, we held a team that averages 90 points a game to 70. Uh, so defensively, I thought we did a pretty good job of guarding them, uh, keeping them out of transition, turned the ball over a little too much, but, like we've talked about week in and week out, you know, when we miss wide open shots, we're going to have a hard time winning basketball games. And, you know, if you four for 22 from three and, you know, looking the, watching the film multiple times, you know, I would say of the 18 misses, 10 of them were, no one was within a couple of feet of our guys. So our guys have got to step up and make those shots for us to win big games like that. Hey, uh, the sad reality when a major piece of a team goes down with an injury, uh, the automatic fan reaction is, oh my God, our season is over. Um, but when you guys are, and, and obviously Jalen, the situation isn't as bad with the injury. It looks like he's going to be able to come back. But initially, it looked like it could be really bad. And when a player goes down, uh, the perspective of a teammate, a coach, what is that initial feeling when you see that and you think this guy could be done for the year? Yeah, I mean, you don't really have time to let that set in until after the game. So, like, while we're in the heat of the moment, it's about trying to figure out who we want to put in next, what the rotations look like, what adjustments do we have to make with Jalen not being in the lineup for this game. Um, so, it, in the moment, unless you, like, know for a fact that, you know, obviously he's out for the year, like, you don't really, like, worry about that in those situations. You kind of just have to get on to the next play. Um, so, you know, obviously it was a huge hit for us because, you know, he goes up, um, you know, tries to make that play obviously gets fouled, um, should have been at the line for two free throws, and Kentucky then proceeds to go on a 9-2 run. So it really kind of sucked all the energy out of the building You know, when that happened. There were multiple swings in that game that kind of didn't go our way, but that was a big one um, because you know, obviously uh, two free throws right there, I think, would have cut it to five or to three. And, you know, we had had a little momentum going, and then Kentucky, you know, was able to kind of seize momentum moving forward. So, you know, obviously we have a ton of confidence in Chaney Johnson to be able to step in to those minutes and and finish the game. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is our our depth's been our biggest strength this year. Um, And it's something that's going to have to carry us while while Jalen's out. You know, obviously 
I'm thrilled for Jalen because, you know, he's such an amazing kid and he's contributed so much to this program that, you know, that's not a season ending, but even like a, you know, a six or eight month deal to where after the season, he's not able to at least get ready for the next level. So, you know, obviously the news that we got out of his MRI couldn't have been any better. You know, obviously would love to have him back this year, but more so just thankful that it wasn't more serious than what it actually was. A few more moments with Stephen Pearl, associate head coach, Auburn basketball on the johnstonrvcenter.com hotline. So with all that said, good time or bad time for the midweek bye, do you think? I mean, good time just because, you know, if you if you look at you look at our last eight, like we've played six quad one games in our last eight. And just to like put that in perspective, Kentucky's played four of their last eight in conference and Tennessee, Alabama, Florida and South Carolina have played three quad one games in their last eight games. So, you know, we're, we've played twice as many quad one opportunities as, as four of the teams, four of the five teams that we're competing with at the top of our league. So we, we just went through a ridiculous gauntlet of a schedule. Um, and, you know, South Carolina, who was ranked 11th at the time, wasn't even a quad one game. Um, so seven of our eight, last eight games have been just, you know, pretty ridiculous. So, you know, our guys needed a time to kind of obviously um, get healthy, rest up a little bit, and get prepared for the next one. But, you know, unfortunately, Jalen getting hurt, you know, that, that, that obviously hurts us a lot. But for it to happen on a bye week, it at least gives you another couple days to, you know, mess with lineups and figure out who we're going to play behind Cheney and how we're going to do that. So it, it happened at a good time considering the circumstances because it allows us a little more time as coaches to prepare for what it's going to look like without Jay Will these next five games. You know, Stephen, every time we have you on or we have Nate Oates or Andy Kennedy, you guys are always looking at your sheet next to you. And analytics and metrics have become so important in the game. And if you go back to when your dad was, even at Tennessee, I don't think they were nearly what they are right now. Um, how much more beneficial is it to have that right there? Yeah, and no, I mean, it, it helps because it, it paints a picture for, for us or for me as a coach uh, just to understand, you know, what, you know, obviously what we've been doing and what's been effective, what's not been effective. And, you know, I think, you know, the film and the numbers just don't lie. So it's it's really, you know, been a big part of, you know, what we do day in and day out. And it really helps us kind of explain to our kids, you know, how to prepare and how to beat opponents. But, yeah, like when, when I was at Tennessee, like it was just the box score, you know, <laughs> who scored the most <laughs> points and who scored less points and, you know, figure it out from there. But, uh, you know, Coach Golden at Florida was the one that kind of got me involved and in really into the deep dive analytics. And we've kind of been bought into it ever since. And it just kind of helps us get prepared for, for games and obviously explain to our guys, you know, what we have to do to be successful. And, you know, obviously uh, what has hurt us uh, game in and game out when we've had some of our tougher stretches. Is there an analytical trend you're most proud of or one that disappoints you or, or upsets you the most? I mean, I would say that the biggest thing for us has just been, you know, minus the Florida game, like our defensive effort, you know, has been what's kept us in games. Um, you know, you look at our, our three, three of our road losses or three of our losses in conference play, you know, Alabama, Mississippi State, Kentucky, like we guarded pretty well in all three of those games and at least gave us a chance to, to hang in there and be in those games. The only, the only game that we didn't play well and, yeah, I just talked to Coach Golden on the phone and he was saying, you know, we just, we played our best game of the year, you guys, when we played them at Florida. You know, for the most part, though, our defense has kept us in games. That's probably what I'm most proud of. We're fourth in the country in defensive efficiency. But obviously, the the one stat that you know uh, we're most disappointed in is is our is our shooting uh, in games that we've lost games. And you know, we we looked at how we constructed this roster in the off season, and you know, we brought in guys that you know are capable of going and beating South Carolina by 40. 
at home and then obviously having games where we, we struggle to shoot the ball. So we just got to find a little more consistency from three. Um, it's not like last year's team where it just kind of wasn't there throughout the season. Like we've shown games where, you know, making double digit threes is, is a pretty, you know, pretty easy task. And then we'll have games where we just, you know, we don't shoot it very well. So um, we got to find a way to be a little more consistent in our three-point shooting and being able to knock down open shots. So if you're keeping score at home, you've caught Florida's best game and Kentucky's best game is, is what is what we think here. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, it may not have been Kentucky's best game, but it was their by far their best effort of the year. Yeah. And anyone that sits down and watches basketball, you know, will we'll tell you that. Like, they played inspired. They were, you know, they were like they, they, they played like they had to win that game. And I don't think our guys didn't play that way. I think our guys played really hard in that game but you know i think uh two of our four losses in conference play like you know we, we probably got their best shot but that's what's going to happen you know when you're ranked uh when you're at the top of the league you know alabama and, and south carolina experienced it with us most certainly when we when we beat them by 40 kentucky experiences it pretty much every night um so that's just that's just life you know being ranked and you know obviously you know being one of the, t- the better teams in your league is you're, you're going to get the other team's best shot so um, you, know, you can't get too high. You can't get too low in this league because you know some of our some of the other teams in our league are fixing to find out because they have some tough stretches coming up here pretty soon as well. That it's just it's just really hard to win games, and um, you know you're going to get your opponent's best shot when you're when you're around the top of the league. Five o'clock SEC Network tip for uh, Auburn at Georgia there in Athens Saturday. Coach, thank you very much for the time. We'll see you next week. All right, fellas. Appreciate you. All right, take, take care. That is Coach Stephen Pearl, the associate head coach of the Auburn Tigers, joins us this time each week. We greatly appreciate him doing that. Um, at Georgia, at Tennessee, it's, uh, it's, I mean, a tough stretch. I mean, yeah. Georgia's not great. No, you would have thought Georgia would be a break, but I, yeah. you know, I think Mike White, uh, for a minute, it looked like, I don't know. I thought he underachieved at Florida. No, I don't think there's much doubt. Yeah, and now. I can't believe how difficult this Georgia job seems to be. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, really, not many people. Hugh Durham won a little bit there. Jim Herrick, and there might have been a reason, won a little bit there. But Yeah, but I think Stevens' old man is an example if you get the right guy. I mean, yeah, there was Tubby a time. Smith won a little bit there. We were doing a show where Auburn was the most difficult job in the SEC. Yeah. And if you can win at this level at Auburn, if you get the right guy at Georgia. But, you, I mean, you look, Jim Herrick won a national championship at another school, couldn't do it. Tubby won a national championship at another school, and the best both those guys could do is what, Sweet 16 Yeah, but I don't think they could cheat as much in Athens for whatever reason. I, I think did. Jim Herrick did. We tried. <laughs> he tried, yeah. yeah. I just don't think Athens wanted to open up the the wallet as much for foot, or for basketball as they did football. Yeah, it is a weird job. There's no doubt about that. Uh, all right, we appreciate Coach Pearl joining us. A reminder, uh, when it comes time to remodel your home, A-plus tile, home remodeling is the place to go. That is my man, Brad Bell. I'm going to tell you what Brad specializes in, but I don't mean to indicate this is all he does. Any home remodels, he could take care of it. But here's what he specializes in, and this is important. Master bath, kitchen, and master bedroom closets. Now, the reason that is important is a couple of reasons. Number one, you are going to enjoy it while you live there. Number two, you're going to get your money back when you go to sell your home. Scott is showing you video of one of the recent updates Brad did to a master bedroom closet. You can see how amazing that closet looks. Uh, and if you're listening to us, go back and watch uh, the video on demand because you're going to be blown away at this master bedroom closet. It is terrific. So when it comes time to redesign, remodel the master bathroom like we did at our house, like Lance did at his house, or your kitchen, or your master bedroom closet, you're going to want to call Brad Bell. Here's his number. 205-422-1758, 202 one seven five eight anywhere in alabama he can help you out call brad today that's his personal sale number 
So he's going to answer. If he's not working somewhere, he's going to answer. If he doesn't answer, he'll get right back to you. And if you miss any of this, reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with Brad. 205-422-1758. 205-422-1758. Brad Bell, A-plus tile, home remodeling. Everything Alabama, all the time. Subscribe and set alerts at Roll Tide Pods on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let me introduce you to the new line of Red Wing Athletic Work Shoes. This great new line is perfect for the industrial athlete, the guy who is working on concrete or running through the warehouse all day long. Red Wing Athletics use the same technology found in a running shoe with soft mesh uppers, a lightweight aluminum toe for protection, and non-slip soles. This shoe is a winner. This comfortable new line of safety shoes are perfect for warehousing and light manufacturing. Plus, the colors look great. Stop by your local Red Wing shoe store, have your feet measured, and test drive a new pair of Red Wing Athletic Work Shoes. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. Hey, for all of your IT and printing needs, reach out to our friends at Xerox Business Solutions. Look, I'm still one of those old school guys. I print my notes every single day for the show. If you watch the show here on the next round, you see all the notes in front of me. From day one, Xerox Business Solutions, they've been with us here at the next round. Local for over 45 years. For all of your IT and printing needs, visit XeroxBusinessSolutions.com or call 205-969-3000. That's 205-969-3000. Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With engaged checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With engaged checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with engaged checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty, almost 20-year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call. GutterCapBirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now, 205-823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it, it's Gutter Cap. It's time to pull the trigger on the Next Round merch that you've been eyeing. We know there's a lot to choose from at nextround.store, so here's a few of our favorite picks. If you want to match LT and Brown, go with a TNR logo hoodie and throw in one of Dunaway's favorite hats. Any of them will do. The backroom's go-to is the classic logo t-shirt, while my personal favorite is the light blue TNR crew neck. All of these items can be found at nextround.store and are EG approved. Rest assured, your order will be packed with lots of love from us here at the next round. Head over to nextround.store to start filling up your cart. All right, we continue on the next round. Thanks, Stephen Pearl, for joining us. Clay Travis is coming up. I mentioned that uh, Nick Saban was in town last night. Little T gave us a recap of uh, she attended the event last night. Prior to the event, though, he was uh, meeting with the media, a lot of the uh, TV and digital media and some of the writers uh, here in town. 
And, you know, I, I think back, Lance, I was very, very young when uh, Coach Bryant passed away. Um, but, you know, he was going to be that shadow that loomed large, obviously, over Ray Perkins. It never happened because he passed away very shortly after he stopped coaching. But that can be the challenge, right, is, is coaching in the shadow of the legend. You know, Jimbo, I, you know, I guess he succeeded in that at Florida State, but I, I think it probably wore on him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, you know, the thing is, I would, I'm just throwing a random number out there, 98, 99% of coaches end up being fired. They don't get to retire as an all-time great. Right. And so the situation is, uh, it's so odd. It and, is. And you, I mean, we can count it on one hand how many times this has actually happened. Yeah, Bill O'Brien never had to do it at Penn State. He was digging a hole that the Paterno era left, and then Coach Paterno passed away, obviously. And, and so and many go out. Frank Solich at Nebraska, I mean, he struggled with it just because he wasn't winning to Osborne's level. Yeah, and, and that could be a problem for DeBoer. Yeah. You know, if DeBoer wins 10 games a year, that's not going to be enough. And that's exactly what Frank Solich did. You know, even guys like Bowden, you know, Paterno had the controversy. Uh, Bowden just wasn't winning games at the end. Saban went out, losing in overtime to the eventual champion yeah. in a college football playoff. It was a Rose Bowl. Yeah, just won a national championship in 2020. He's got seven of them, so... This is a completely different circumstance, and that's why I think it takes a special um, – I think the DNA of the guy that is coming in next is, is so important. And I'm not going to pretend to know Kalen DeBoer. I just know that he has won at every level he's yeah, coached. You've always liked him. And he seems to at least be in control um, of where this is right now. And I, I agree with you, man. It is going to be so difficult. It doesn't matter who the guy is. I don't know if you could pick one guy that is wired perfectly to take over for a legend. So Nick Saban is going to be very visible, right? Now, he may not be in Tuscaloosa all the time, but he's going to be on game day. People are always going to run to him about college football issues. And here he was last night, one of the first times he's asked, hey, give us your impression of Kalen DeBoer. Here's what the coach said. What's been your early impressions of Kalen and the job he's done so far? Well, I, I really haven't been around, you know. I, I really try to stay arm's length. I don't want anybody to think I'm looking over their shoulder. Uh, I think he's hired a good staff, and uh, I think he's a good man. I think he's a good coach, and I think he'll do a really good job. Yeah, very diplomatic there. I mean, that's the tough question, right? And Nick Saban probably handled that about as well as you can. Look, I haven't been involved. I haven't really talked to him that much. I think he's done a nice job. Yeah, I think that's what you want to do if you're Nick Saban. You don't want your fingerprints all over this for multiple reasons. I mean, you want to let the guy do his own job. It's his program now. You obviously don't want this to fly into the mountain because of what he's built. But at the same time, if Kalen DeBoer is the next Frank Solich, and he's going ten and three for three or four straight years. You also don't want to be part of the architect of that. Yeah, it, it's the tricky spot, and he's not going to disappear because he's going to be on game day. More on that in a moment. Uh, after Lance tells us about Michaelson Laser Vision, two zero five nine six nine eighty one hundred. That is the number you need to write down. The number that I called more than two decades ago. I had the twenty two hundred vision, legally blind without the aid of contacts. Had no idea. Uh, I wore the contacts for about a decade. Was wasting money on the contacts and solution. Make the phone call that I made two zero five nine six nine eighty one hundred. Ask for Amy. Me tell the next round sent you. They're going to hook you up with the pre-inflation pricing. They're also going to hook you up with a hassle-free consultation. You have zero to lose to find out if LASIK is right for you. 205-969-8100. Dr. Mark Michelson, Dr. Jen Michelson, best in the business. For more information, MichelsonLaserVision.com. All right, so one of the reasons he's going to be asked a lot about Kalen DeBoer is he is on college game day now. He has had very little chance to talk about uh, being on college game day. So, of course, Nick Saban asked that last night about uh, his future with ESPN's premier college football show. 
I'm excited about it. I'd, I'd like to continue to try to impact college football in a positive way in the future, and I think that gives me a voice to do it. It keeps me involved in football. I have you know, things to do. It's not only just being there. It's the preparation that goes with it and how it can keep you involved in a game. See, that's the thing is the preparation. I think that's what drives a Troy Aikman to keep doing what he's doing, a Chris Collinsworth, um, you know, a, a Greg Olson, all these former players that get in the booth. You know, Tom Brady is going to be in the Fox booth, I guess. He doesn't need the money. Tom Brady doesn't need the money. But I think they these guys feel like I can still watch the film. I can still prepare like I'm going to play in the game and be as prepared as I can be for anything I see in that game and still get a little bit of that juice, not the whole juice, but a little bit of the juice. Yeah, I think the fear is you completely tap out. Yeah. That you're really – I don't know if you can watch for enjoyment. Is that a possibility? I mean, I know I that know. sounds weird. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know if Nick Saban could do what we do on a Saturday and just sit down and be, plant myself in front of the TV all day and watch games. I love that. Like, I enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah, I know you do too. But again, this is Martin Scorsese watching film. Like, so, so like you a think different type of film. So you, you think what Scorsese goes to... Oh, he's a, looking uh, at lighting, the yeah. cinematography. He's looking at um, just uh, the interaction of the dialogue. I mean, he's looking at everything. So I don't know if he can really enjoy the story that's being told. So like if Scorsese... watching comic book movies. He is not a fan. I was going to say, if he goes to a Michael Bay movie, do you think Scorsese just walks out at some point? Yeah, he, won't, he, he doesn't walk in. Yeah. <laughs> He never even buys no. the tickets. Not a fan of the superhero films. Yeah. This is like, I mean, do you think Saban watches Mac football? I mean, I know he coached there. I know he played there. Yeah, so I, maybe that's different. Let's, yeah. let's, let's pull it. CUSA. I don't know. I don't know how he watches the game without saying, what are they doing right here? Yeah. Of course, sometimes we do the same thing. But, I mean, I think he probably does it on every play. Like, why'd you run that? Why'd they blitz there? Why'd they do that defense? Do you think it would be fun or not fun if you could get Nick Saban addicted to gambling and sit back on a Saturday where he's got massive money on games? I mean, but do you know how much it'd have to be to get his attention, the kind of money he's got? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's guys out there that play 20, oh, 25, a grand, uh, 25 grand a game. Oh. I don't even know if that would get his attention. He, I don't know. he gets so pissed at the officials. Can you imagine how pissed he'd get if you know a guy goes for it on a random for you? Dan Lanning, betting on Dan Lanning. Or losing on a Hail Mary. Yeah. Uh, so the obvious question, what's going to happen if you have to pick against Alabama on game day? Here is what Nick Saban says. You got a new gig with ESPN College Game Day. I, want to, I know you don't like hypotheticals, but you're in Tuscaloosa. There's no way you're not picking the tie, right? Well, you know, I've tried to steer away from picking people. I think I'm going to have to do that now. But um, I don't know that you always have to pick the team you think is going to win. You know, you're, you're allowed to have a spiritual feeling about who you like and who you want to win. So um, I think it'll be a lot of fun, though. Danced around that one, too, didn't he? He did. <laughs> sure did. I really, I, again, I'm going to be surprised if he's on the pick segment at all, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I, that's probably already been discussed. I would think so, yeah. Like if, on the front end. And, I, you know, Jimmy Sexton's people, I guess, are negotiating this deal. And look, what. What do you foresee? What are the things he's going to be doing? And they probably yeah. lined up, you know, seven to ten things, and one of those things was the picks. You know what? Nick's going to take a little break. Sorry, coach does not want to do the picks. He doesn't want to pick against former assistants. He doesn't want to pick against Alabama or Michigan State or LSU or, or anywhere he's coached. Yeah, I, I've always – I've never thought that that was that big of a deal. Like, you know, I've even had, like, our friend Ian, hey, I'm doing the game, I can't pick this. And I'm like, what is it really – they, they do that with Herbster. He's not picking the game. Well, does it make it worse if it's – would you be more mad at him, like he said, if he picked who he thought would win, 
or he's picking who he wants to win. Yeah, I think it's if annoying. He says, I, want, I want Georgia to win. People will be pissed at that. Yeah, like yeah. Desmond always goes with Michigan. And I'll never forget, it was a playoff situation. It was probably five or six years ago when Chipper Jones came out and he said, and I forgot who was throwing for the Dodgers that day, but he was like, I like the Dodgers in this spot. And Braves fans got so pissed. Oh, I'm yeah. like, the guy is trying to be transparent and authentic yeah, he can't and lie. objective and give you who he really think is going to win. That's why I've never had a problem. Yeah. I hate more so to Rocky's question. I hate the forced. I've got to have an allegiance with but this. But here's the problem, Rockstar. The first time he's going to have to do it is going to be Alabama's fourth game of the year when game day is in Tuscaloosa and Georgia is the team that they are playing, and Alabama will likely be an underdog. Yeah, I would take Georgia if I'm Nick Saban. And, and, and I mean, if you're Nick Saban, you're sitting I'm there. I'm him as a fan then. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be an awkward spot if he goes, ah, i got to pick Georgia here. All right, Clay Travis with us next. Uh, UCA Urology Centers of Alabama, more than 35 urologists on hand, 16 locations across Alabama. Listen, don't ignore your urological needs from prostate health to kidney stones. They can take care of you there at Urology Centers of Alabama. You want to see more? You can schedule an appointment by calling 205-930-0920. That's 205-930-0920. Or visit the website, urologycentersalabama.com to schedule an appointment. That's urologycentersalabama.com. Clay Travis, next. Everything next round is on demand now in the podcast section at nextroundlive.com.